You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Natalie has been an influencer since 2011. She is the host of the Real Real podcast and the founder of Rella. So excited to chat with her today all about community building as an influencer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded podcast, the number one podcast to help you learn about social media better to grow your business. And today I am excited because I am talking to Natalie, a special guest today, and we're talking all about community building as a influencer, which is such a hot, hot topic. You guys know I'm all about community here on the Social Media Decoded podcast, so I'm so excited to talk to Natalie today. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, no problem. Can you please tell us a little bit more about you? I would love to learn about your background. Can't wait to get into chatting about community today. Yes. So I'm excited to talk about community because it's one of my favorite things to talk about, but I'm Natalie. I've been on social media for 10 years. So similar to Michelle, it's been quite some time. It's actually going to be 11 years this year. So that's pretty insane. But I started on YouTube, started, you know, in the beauty guru days where people were doing like makeup tutorials and fashion videos. And I've definitely pivoted my channel since then quite a few times. Um, but I kept up with it all throughout college. And then I was able to quit and do it or quit my full-time job and do social media full-time. Um, so I've been doing social media full-time for three years. I started a podcast as well called The Real Real Podcast. And then I also started a company called Rella. And what it is, it's an app that helps influencers manage their entire business because it is a business. So this podcast is perfect and I'm so excited to get into it. Yes. No, I love how you created tools because running an influencer, it is a business. And I think that a lot of people don't approach it like that. And we have very similar backgrounds. I started off in the beauty room as well on YouTube. That was my first, I created a video and it went viral. So it's so amazing that we have similar backgrounds that come from the beauty space. So if you guys don't have your pens and notepads ready, I think you should probably get them ready because I am sure Nicole is going to drop some gems today and you want to be prepared. So I'm so excited to talk about community because again, I feel like Especially in the influencer world, community is like people may think it's one thing or another thing, but we're going to get down into the nitty gritty on what it's all about. So community is a word that we hear a lot, right? But what does it actually mean to you to build a community as influencer on social media? Yeah, so community is definitely a buzzword, but I think to me what it means is it's your loyal following that you actually get to know on a personal level and they get to know you on a more personal level. So I would say that community is more than just the number of followers you have. It's more than the number of likes you get. It's even more than the comments you get. It's the people that are interacting with you. It's the people that support you the most. It's the people that will go to any platform you join, that they're going to be there and support you along the way. They're going to support your business. They're going to support you know any product or merch that you put out, and you actually get to know them. So community, I think, is two-sided, and a lot of times people view it as one-sided. It's like, oh, it's just my followers, or it's my 
people that DM me the most, but you have to be DMing them. You have to be responding to them. You have to be engaging with them and supporting them just as they're supporting you. So I would say community is a two-sided relationship in a world that is very one-sided on social media. Yeah. And I always say you have to give engagement to get engagement, right? No one on social media is going to show up and comment on your post if you're not reciprocating that. And I think that's very important that you said that is that you have to take time out of your day. If you are an influencer and you've, you have this community that you're building, this tribe that you're building, right? You have to make it a point to interact with their content and care about them as well. It's not, like you said, it's not just one sided. It should be, okay. I want to see what such and such has going on today. You know, leaving meaningful comments, not just leaving nice shirt. I'm pretty sure because of the conversation that I've had with my community, they appreciate the fact that we do go to their pages, that we do check in on them, that we do not make it just about us because it's not about us in the, the, the whole big scheme of things. It's about our community because without them, what will we even have? Exactly. Have and anything. I also... Yeah. And I think also with that, it's like providing value to them too. Why do they follow you and figure that out and then provide that value back to them? You can't just be constantly like promoting. Oh, that's a big thing too. Like it should be 80, 20, right? Every post that you should, that you post should not be promoting something down their throats. Right. Um, I'm so glad that you said that. And that leads us into the next question, which is content. And I feel like content is just really Something, another subject that a lot of people and influencers may not really, really understand, but we're going to break it down for you about the type of content that you should post if you're trying to build a community. So what are some types of or ways to post content that you think are beneficial for influencers if they're trying to build a community? I actually think Instagram is good for building community with people are probably like, what? Like you can't grow on Instagram, but that's the thing. It's not necessarily about growth. It's about community, I think. And so I do love using Instagram stories to, to talk to my community. I like the polls, the, the question box, the, I love DMs and people responding to my story. So I actually think Instagram stories in particular and Instagram DMs are one of the best places to build community. But yeah, I think that the Instagram DMs and Instagram stories are great. I think TikTok is great for people finding you and for people to find out that they want to be a part of your community. So it's like, oh, I really love the type of things that this girl is talking about. I'm going to follow her. I'm going to go to her page. I'm going to, I'm going to interact and I'm going to like want it to show up on my for you page, but then they're going to go to your Instagram and that's where the relationship is going to be built. I feel like TikTok hasn't really found a way to like be a good like two-sided relationship like tiktok is very one-sided where i feel as instagram is very very two-sided um which i personally love so i would say that those two are like the top ones and then youtube is great if you are on youtube i don't think that you need to start a youtube necessarily but i do think that it's great for like really having them get to know you there's only so much you can say in a 60 second tiktok and a 15 second instagram story youtube long-form content that is where people get to know you better. And I've even seen like with um, comparing fashion bloggers to like YouTubers, for example, if you look at the engagement on Instagram, YouTubers always have such high engagement because people really, really feel like they know them. They don't just follow them because like, oh, I really like your clothes and I like your outfits and like, that's it. It's like, oh no, this girl's like my friend. Like I, I've grown up with her. You know, people that have been watching me since I was in high school, it's like, they've grown up with me. Like we know each other at this point, you know? And so I think that long form content and video content in particular is really, really, really great for that. 
Yes. And I love that you said Instagram is for community. Let, let us repeat that. Instagram is for community. I know we all want a hundred thousand followers and that's what a lot of people strive for on Instagram. But I'm so glad you said that because I stress this. I stress it on Twitter. I think I just tweeted about it yesterday. Like let's stop worrying about the followers and start focusing on the community that you already have and nurturing them. Because what if you land a brand partnership and you've never even talked to these people? Do you think that they're going to to buy whatever it is or interact with that content like you wanted them to. I'm pretty sure if you've built up that that trust, that know, the like, know, and trust is important, especially being an influencer. By the time you get to the brand deal, you've built up the community already. Now they're gonna go hard for you. They're gonna say, oh my gosh, Michelle shared this. I have to make I have to go check it out. But it's not necessarily like you said on Instagram, it's not about the followers. It is about nurturing the community that you already have. And to your point of tip, TikTok. Let's not sleep on the fact that TikTok is a great way to get yourself noticed right now. The algorithm is not tied down like it is on Instagram and you have a higher chance of being noticed, right? I know my friend, she does DIY craft. She's an influencer. She's a maker. So she makes earrings and things like that. She did a DIY TikTok video, 10,000 followers overnight. So yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's really, it's, it's really, it's really crazy because TikTok is still so new and we just don't really know. Like you can post something and it can blow up, but it, you can post something else and it not do so well. So again, using TikTok, um, I think is a great way if you're wanting to reach new pe- people and Yes to YouTube, long form video. I think that again, like you said, people don't need to necessarily make a YouTube channel, but if you already have it, let's tap into those YouTube shorts too, because I think that that is a great way to reach new people as well. Have you tested out YouTube shorts? I'm curious on your thoughts about the YouTube shorts. So I've actually only posted one YouTube shorts and it was something from my TikTok account. Um, but I do want to post more because I know people say that you can get discovered on there. I just personally don't know who watches them. And I know that might sound bad. I'm sure people watch them, but I'm just like, what, wouldn't you just watch TikTok for that? Like, I don't know. Like, is that bad of me to say, do you post YouTube shorts and do you like it? I have not started posting YouTube shorts yet. I just revamped my YouTube and I'm getting like deep into my strategy, but that is a part of my strategy to do YouTube shorts. Uh, I'm going to test it out and I'll let you know. Um, I know that YouTube is definitely um, just a more, a platform that's a little bit more difficult to grow on because again, it's, it's not like the other platforms, right? You really have to have a really good plan. SEO is important. I've, I've even learned, uh, my team told me that when you say like the video title in the video, that's going to help you get SE- get found more. And I'm like, I had no freaking clue about this. So now I have to go back to the drawing board and make sure I say, um, how to grow your social media. I have to say, keep saying those keywords in the video. So that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like an SEO game because YouTube, I view it as like a search engine. So you have to think of it like that. Yeah, totally. I want to talk about consistency because everyone struggles when it comes to consistency. But how important is consistency when it comes to building your influencer brand and a community? Consistency is everything. I think that that is the number one thing because if you don't have that, it doesn't matter about anything else. Like if you don't have consistency... It, it doesn't matter if you have great content. It doesn't matter if, you know, you are posting videos that people want to see if you're posting them once every two months. You know, it's, it, 
so consistency, I think, is like the foundation, and then everything else builds on top of that. Um, and if you pull out the consistency, everything else crumbles. So I definitely think that consistency is so important, and it's getting more and more important with every platform. So I know, like TikTok, for example, people are saying you have to post two to three times a day to you know grow on TikTok a day. Like that's insane. Um, so you know, I think that consistency is the number one thing because if you're not consistent, none of the algorithms are going to promote your stuff, and Also, your followers or the people that come across our channel aren't going to want to subscribe if they know or follow if they know that "Eh, this girl never posts or this person never posts or, you know, oh, they haven't uploaded a video in two months. Like, okay, never mind. I'm not going to subscribe to them. So it's just a it's so, so crucial. So what do you think about Instagram? Like, do you think you have to post every single day? Because I don't feel like you necessarily have to post every single day but when you do post it should be like very valuable but it should be like consistent so that your audience know okay I know she's gonna post on Monday Wednesday Friday so what are your thoughts on like the consistency when it comes to Instagram I think it's more important to be consistent on stories than it is in feed because people spend most of their time, I think, scrolling through stories. I know I do. Like I can, I get bored of the feed pretty quickly, but I like really enjoy scrolling through stories. So I think stories is much, much more important than the feed and the feed. It's like, yeah, you want to show up when you have something valuable to add, when you have something you really want to share, but stories is a good way to get like an insight of your life and for them to get to know you. That way, when you do post something, it's like, oh my God, she's here on our feed. Let me like it. Let me comment. Oh, let me see what she's up to. You know, and so I think that that's the difference with Instagram. Yeah, I I definitely I'm a person that watches stories, too. But to be honest, like, no, like my story views have been in the tank. And so, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and it kind of discourages me. Right. And I'm like, do I post stories today? Because nobody's going to watch it. So it's like, I don't know what's wrong with the Instagram algorithm. It's just like really funky sometimes. And my stories have been complete trash, but I'm going to take your advice because I have been saying this. I'm going to post more stories. And I do think that you're, you're absolutely right. People do watch stories. It's a behind the scenes. It just shows, it can showcase your personality better, especially as an influencer. Again, you want to build this community. You want people to like, know, and trust you. And they can see, they can see that right from you just being yourself. And I do want to ask you this question too. There's a lot of fakeness when it comes to being an influencer. We know this. How can influencers best show up as their true authentic selves on social media? So I would say that obviously you want to have like limits and boundaries where you're not oversharing and you know, you want to protect your personal life too. So I would say decide what you want to share and make like content pillars of that so that you know, okay, this boundary is not going to get crossed. Like if you don't want to show your family in it, do not show your family in it and that's not going to get crossed. But you know, you can show what you're doing that day or you can show, you know, what you guys ate, but you're not going to show them, you know, or like, okay, I'm going to show the behind the scenes of my work, but I'm not going to get into specifics on numbers because that's like confidential, you know? So then you can, you can, you know, show the behind the scenes of like, here's what I do. Here are the applications that I use. Here are the tools that I use. Here's like what my schedule looks like, but you're not getting into like the details that you don't want them to see, but you give them enough that they think that they're seeing it all, but you know, you're, you're still setting that boundary. So I would, that's why I would do create like content pillars. So for example, I'm about to rebrand my TikTok because I am 
I just don't like it. And I wasn't taking it seriously. And I'm like, I'm going to start taking it seriously. So right now I'm posting random stuff all over the place. I don't have a niche. So now I'm creating content pillars for TikTok. I'm going to be posting micro influencer tips. I'm going to be posting like social media tips and I'm going to be posting like entrepreneurship stuff. So behind the scenes of my business and like meeting the team and like stuff like that. That's it. That's what I'm going to post on TikTok. So now I know where I can like, should I post this? Does it fall into any of these pillars? No. Okay. Then I'm not going to post it. Or, you know, what are my boundaries? I'm not going to show this, 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 and this. Does this show any of that? No. Okay. Then I can post it. So just like, honestly, even if it helps writing it down, like I think can help a lot. Like I write down my content pillars, like on my YouTube channel too. I do the same thing. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to post about entrepreneurship, behind the scenes of my work, things that are actually going to provide value, like adulting type of stuff. And if it doesn't provide value, I'm not going to post it. And so I just like answer a few questions in my head before I decide to post content to see if it's like worth posting or not. I love that. And if you you guys know, I always talk about content pillars here on the Social Media Decoded podcast. And we have an episode dedicated to just talking about content pillars. So you might have to scroll back a little bit, but it's there if you want to dive a little bit deeper into those content pillars because it's like this whole thing. And I absolutely 100% agree that you should have those because when you start posting things that don't necessarily fit with your brand, your audience is going to be like, what is this? What does she Mm -hmm. even do? If you're a fashion blogger, but now you're talking about your dog, you might want to change that to lifestyle, right? Because people are going to come to you for fashion. They may not necessarily want to see your dog unless you're dressing the dog up. I mean, you have to make it all fit. So I'm really glad that you're talking about content pillars. I want to talk about large followings. I know we kind of touched on this, but so many people aspire to have large followings especially being an influencer, because they may think that it may make them more reputable, right? But I want to say that I've done so many, so much extensive research. And even just this week, I watched a Vice episode on Vice TV about how people are buying bots and that people are buying likes and comments. So can we talk about why a community should be the focus over large followings? I am so passionate about this. I think community over following any day. I actually had someone reach out to me today in my um, email saying like that there were this website that can get you like 10 to 15,000 followers. And obviously you had to pay them, but they were like real followers. It wasn't bots. And pretty much what they do is, you know, when celebrities do those giveaways where it's like they're giving away like 10 Louis Vuitton bags. So you have to pay to be like one of that, like person one of those people that like they follow so that like oh you have to enter this giveaway follow these people and so that's what how you get 10 to 15,000 followers so yeah they're real people but they do not care about you at all your engagement is going to be crap like it's going to hurt you even worse you're, it's because your engagement is bad instagram's going to not promote you to the people that even might want to see you in the first place like it's just all around bad when you buy followers so don't try to get followers just because because community and engagement matters so much more and the algorithm works on whether or not you have an engaged audience and if you don't it's going to suppress your stuff so always focus on providing value. And I've noticed that when I am more active, like I know you were talking about how like your stories are low, for example, my stories have been kind of all over the place lately, pretty low. I've, my likes have been like so low lately. Like I, I'm getting the amount of likes that I got like five years ago. I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm so confused. But with stories, what I've noticed that helps is that if I post a ton of stories, 
I get a lot of views. And if I post a lot of like reshares, like if I'm just like resharing people's content and resharing like photos and, and like adding like links to check out something and doing kind of more like promo material, I get like no views. So posting like consistently content that is like about you and your life and providing value to, you know, your audience is what builds a more loyal community. You're going to get more story replies. You're going to get more views. You're going to have more people that are seeing it and wanting to come back. And then your stuff is going to appear in their feed. So I think that that helps a lot. And like notice when people like exit out of your story and like when you get low views and kind of find a pattern of like what people like and what they don't like. But I know that you were saying like, why is community more important than followers? And it's just, you want people that want to see your stuff. Like you want people that want to be engaged because if a brand, let's say a brand pays you, they're not paying you because, oh, you have a hundred thousand followers. They're paying you because you have this amount of people that are interacting with your stuff because you can have a hundred thousand followers. But if 90,000 of them never see your content. It doesn't matter. You know, you want the ones that see it. You want people that are loyal. You want people that are engaging and interacting and sharing with their friends and posting on their stories and tagging you and like DMing you. Those are the people that you want. And that is never going to be measured by a number ever. So I think that like, yeah, of course, follower milestones are nice. But that's not the biggest deal. Like I, I wouldn't. That's why I never do really like big giveaways where it's like a group of people that do giveaways with each other. I'm like, I don't want to be a part of that because I know that those people are going to unfollow me the second that they the giveaway ends, or they're not going to see my stuff. They're not going to interact with my stuff, and it's going to hurt my engagement even more in the end. Yeah, I'm kind of against those loop giveaways too because it's like that may not even necessarily be my real ideal audience, right? I mean, if you do, let me just preface this. If you do want to get into these giveaways, please make sure that the people that you're doing the giveaway with have a similar niche to you because otherwise those followers that follow you, they're like you said, they're probably going to follow you as soon as the giveaway is over. Me personally, I like you do not do the loop giveaways because those people might not necessarily be part of want to be a part of my community. And once the giveaway is over, they're just going to fall off. So I would definitely not want them to do that, but I'm so, and I'm so passionate about this too. And I'm, I'm glad you started it off with that because it's like, we have to stop worrying about the likes and follows because people again are buying these things and brands will work with you. Okay. I want to tell you guys, I have 35,000 followers and that means absolutely nothing. Right. I, I don't think it means nothing, but the brands, you may think that the following count matters, but they're really looking at your community. They're looking at your posts to see what are they actually saying? Mm-hmm. Are people even interacting with her or are they just saying nice shoes when they see that your community is actually involved that gives you a higher chance so don't look at it at it as oh i don't have ten thousand followers and brands won't want to work with me they absolutely will you have to also develop that relationship and that's a whole nother podcast episode about develop developing relationships with brands but just don't focus on that following number so much i think we as influencers get really wrapped up into that with the likes and follows it doesn't define you um and that's why i'm so very passionate about that as well Yep. And also like with, with commenting on people's posts and stuff like that, I once worked with a brand who I helped them with like influencer marketing campaigns. And they, when I was sourcing influencers, one of the things they told me to look for is if the same person and the same group of people comment on every single post, because that means that they're in one of those like DM trains. That's like, 
con- I, I forgot what they're, they're called. There's a comment pods, yes, engagement pods. pods, engagement pods. That's what it is. That means that they're a part of an engagement pod where like, Oh, I posted a new photo. So then all of the girls or guys in the group will go and like comment and like, and like, obviously it's nice for engagement, but if those people are not like really caring about your stuff, brands will see that. And it actually like looks bad on brands. So that's why I avoid anything that tells me it's going to gain followers. Like I'm like, okay, I would rather gain followers for being authentic, for being me, for being, for they want to see my content. And if that means I grow slowly, then I grow slowly, you know? And I've always have said, I've been on social media for 10 years. I have had the, a slow and steady journey. I haven't had anything that catapulted me to success. Nothing like that. It has been a slow and steady the entire time. And people that started way later than me have grown so much quicker than me. But like, it doesn't matter because I love the community I've built. And that's what I want to continue to do. Yeah, I'm so glad we connected, Natalie. We have such similar stories as well. I've been on this app. I've been on Instagram for 12 years. It's been a slow growth. Slow and steady wins the race every single time. So if anyone is listening to this podcast and you're feeling down and out because of your following, please don't. Please know that slow growth is also successful. You are successful just because you're not, you know, where you may see someone else at on Instagram. You cannot compare your day 10 to their day 200. So just know if you just keep going and be consistent, everything that we said in today's episode, you will make it to your goals, but you just have to, again, be consistent. So I also want to talk about some do's and don'ts when it comes to community building. You kind of touched on a few, a few there, the one about engagement pods. And I was hoping that you brought that up because I am so against that. I'm not going to even sit here and lie on this, this, this podcast because I was in an engagement pod. But once I really, and this was like maybe three, four years, five, six years ago. And I was like, Hmm, this may not really be helping me. And it kind of seems fake, right? Because you're right. The brands are like, well, such and such commented on all of Michelle's last 20 posts. Although I did have my, also my community would comment as well. So it wouldn't look for me. It wouldn't, it didn't look so fake because I did also have my community. They, you know, I didn't force them to comment, but I feel like when you're in engagement pods, that forces people to comment. So do you have any other do's and don'ts that um, you would suggest when it comes to community building? Yes. So another one that's kind of popular that I've seen is the like massive follow and they follow like a hundred people a day and then they unfollow all of them because like those people follow them back. Like the follow, follow back, unfollow train has got to go. That's horrible. Um, and I think Instagram started like cracking down on that and being like, you can't do that. So I'm very happy about that. Obviously don't buy followers, don't like giveaways, don't like engagement pods. That's like my personal opinion might work for some people, but personally, I don't think it's good for in building community. Um, and I also think do some other don'ts for not building community is people that don't respond or to their DMS. You have to respond to your DMS. Obviously you cannot respond to every single one, but you need to make an effort to respond to as many as possible because I know a lot of people that don't do that. And it doesn't matter how big you get. I think that you should always be able to respond to your DMS. Um, and then also for dues for building community providing value why do people follow you like ask yourself that like do they just follow you because you post pretty photos or do they follow you because you know you're providing value and pretty photos can provide value in the sense of like oh like i love the way that this like was shot if you're like an aspiring photographer or like 
oh, I love her outfit. I want to get her outfit details. Like, and it inspires me to like spruce up my wardrobe, you know, but like, what else? Like, why do people follow you? And you have to have a why behind that. Um, and even if it's not from the photo itself, but from the caption or from your stories or whatever, like there has to be something there. So always ask yourself that. And, um, I think that that's like a great way to build community too. Yes. Yes. To everything you said. And of course you guys, this is me and Natalie's personal, because I know some people might try to do not come for us. If you (laughs) want to do engagement pods and if you want to do that perfectly fine, but we as the experts are just giving you our expert advice on building community. I just have to put that out there because I know there may be some people listening to this and may have done that. Don't feel ashamed. I, I told you guys I was in an engagement pod and I am not ashamed to tell you all, but I've learned from my mistakes and I've continued to build my brand without using engagement pod. So thank you so much for saying that. This has been an amazing episode and I'm so sad that it has to end, but Natalie, could you please tell everyone where they can find you and more about your amazing platform? Because I know that there's so many influencers that are listening and they may not have the direction or know where they want to go with their influencer marketing business. Yeah. So thank you for having me. I can talk about this for hours. So I'm really excited that you had me on. Um, but you can find me at Natalie, Natalie Barbu, wherever you are on social media. So Instagram, TikTok, um, YouTube, anything at all. Um, you can also find my podcast, the real, real podcast, and then my platform Rella, which is on the iOS app store and Google play. So Android and iPhone. And it's essentially for anyone who is starting to take social media seriously and treating it like a business. So you connect all of your social media platforms. You can plan across all your platforms in one place. You can store your goals in there. You can have your notes in there. So you don't no longer have to have your notes like on your phone and like scattered, like you can actually have them organized and like create a post directly from your notes. We're actually introducing earnings where you can keep track of all of your earnings and figure out how like your estimated monthly payments, making sure that you get paid on time, um, making sure that you get paid like at all. You know, it's hard to keep track of when you have so many brand deals coming in um, and just seeing an overall view of your business. Um, and it's perfect for influencers. So no matter your size, no matter your following, it's a hundred percent free. So be sure to download it. Yes, and we will have all of that information in the show notes. So make sure you check out Natalie. Make sure you check out her amazing platform and connect with her. Natalie, thank you so much for bringing such a wealth of knowledge about building community as an influencer today on the Social Media Decoded podcast. I really appreciate you for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one. Peace.